Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place where you get to hear extraordinary stories of ordinary people and how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their life and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman, and I just wanted to get these stories out there. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's get started. Do you think for all the people that are listening that either know they're, they are a codependent or they are married to somebody that's a codependent or has dealt with people in their lives that are codependent, but are also believers that struggle with that. Do you feel that it is harder to walk in obedience when there, is it easier or harder for somebody with that background to be obedient to where God is leading them? I would say if you understand what a codependent person does and you're fighting against it because you are addicted to those things, it's easier when you ask God to help you with your boundaries. If you do not set certain boundaries, including your schedule, if you're a type A personality and you need your schedules, ask God to come into the picture and give you insight on how to manage your day better. Okay. I kept forgetting that I was just like in dream world with God. I was like, yeah, man, just tell me, I, I love you, God. There you are in the birds. Oh, and then, you know, I would just be very whimsy about it. Then you become an adult and I'm still very whimsy about it. And that might be part of my personality, but solid, solid truth is no, I'm sorry. These are economy problems. Gasoline is up to $6. I have to get to work still. I have clients I still go see. Not just gasoline, $6 two years ago. It wasn't that way we kind of maintained. The nudge was, I am in a place, not in desperate. I'm not going to act desperate. And when you act desperate, that's codependency. So what's my interdependency that comes and heals my codependent behavior issue? Mm-hmm. My interdependence would be, can I ride share? Or I invite Jesus into the aspect and say, okay, instead of bothering God with all the same things that we constantly talk about, Jesus, why don't we do this? I'm going to lay this at your feet right now. The cost of gasolina. I'm going to actually put the act of putting a book together. The act of showing up to this event where you know that certain people might be there, but maybe you just don't want to because you don't feel good today. That's okay. But Jesus, please take these feelings, take them to God and do that for me. Because that was the whole purpose of Jesus Christ dying on the cross was for him to bleed for me and all these crazy feelings that I have to where now I invite him like he's sitting at the coffee table with me and God. Mm-hmm. He's not the third wheel in the family, you know, and yeah, I used to yeah. do that. So I did that going to this this show. I was going to this concert little show at a, at a local bar and there's Rick Rule, which is my friend who is on KQLH. And he said, you have such an interesting voice. You have a nice voice. I said, thank you. He goes, you speak so low. Now I'm starting to get that reaffirming, like, wait, I'm a loud person. I'm obnoxious, you see. And does he mean low volume or did he mean low guttural? Just both very, very low. Yes, very low, very centralized, very whimsy. And I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? He says, it's good. You're gentle. You see, because I learned how to know myself better, speak to myself better and do some things with the nudges, little by little, the reward was mercy and grace towards me, kindness and grace. So this man comes to me at a Halloween party 
we're all dressed up. I'm dressed as a butterfly from the 99 cent store and I'm just ready to go. And I'm standing there next to some of our entertainment friends. And he goes, that's it. You need a radio show. And I had already talked to you about your podcasting and I wanted to do it the right way. Right. And we got counsel. You counseled me. I went to some of my friends from the radio industry as well. They've been in this for so many years and interviewed with them. They're like, yeah, you're ready. But I had done that six months prior, getting myself back on that 10 things list that I'm a good communicator. Goes right mm-hmm. down to that. All those nudges were to tell me it is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word now. And so... I was trying to understand that the book wanted to be called Undone somehow. Like I wanted to tell people it's okay to be undone and be undone from therapy, undone from marriage, undone from expectations, undone from cancer, undone from the political race that you're running, undone from, you know, running to markets and becoming a chamber member and all these things. You don't have to do all of those things. You are more than enough when you call on the name of Jesus himself, which is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. or Jehovah Raphael or Rafa, which is my healer, because we have done a good job at helping mend our broken heart. And so when you come to a therapy, therapy is good to help you reaffirm yourself that your beliefs are okay. And let's work through the process of your diagnosis, which is maybe generalized anxiety, or what if you have one of the most severe ones, which is schizoaffective. Okay. And you see and hear and all these other things that you don't know that your own mind is playing tricks on you. And then your body reciprocates that. I was thinking, okay, is this true? Did somebody really offer me a radio show? Because my introversion says you're not good enough. But my friends and family told me that the way they were reciprocating me was they noticed my hair was growing longer because COVID allowed us to kind of be more hippie free. I stopped dyeing my hair because of cancer. I stopped painting my nails. I started using more organic products. So there was a glow about me, right? When you get surgery from thyroid and people couldn't explain it. And I kept saying, it's just God. And that's what us cancer survivors do. We just say, it's it's just God. It's just Jesus. Because we're, there are so many other elements that if we were busy all the day long, you wouldn't have time to right. let me show you how many ways Jesus actually came into my life. Right. And so the nudges are just constantly. And so when you came to me, I thought, okay, well, you're right. It wasn't time because I was bitter. I was angry and still stuck in the bargaining phases of my grief and loss, right? So flash forward, here we are. I am undone due to two reasons. I learned really back then what my love language was, which was to have people be people of their word, acts of service. I was constantly training people through my little videos how to treat me Mm. meaning you know what i can tell you access service is good quality time personal touch you know grab an animal hold an animal but i was telling people as well if you want to be my friend try the love languages and it's five easy steps it's really easy to be my friend that way And and for those of you who are not familiar with the five love languages it's a great book And they have the five love languages of teenagers and they have different ones now. But it's so interesting because I think I've said it before on this podcast, we have five people in our family and each of us is a different one. Yes. So we have five, which is really makes it interesting. So whenever I'm explaining it to somebody, I can just think (laughs) of each 
child or my husband or myself or work, you know, all the different ones. But I'm acts of service too. So yeah, acts of service and quality time. Yeah, quality time is my second. And so when and when we come undone started as a basic concept, I just threw it up on Instagram just to see, you know, so we can hurry up and snack that that name, you know, and then worked with the logo real quick. And then I just wasn't really wanting it to become a show for me. I wanted to illuminate other businesses like I do all day long, which is I do employee assistance programs. I help people in the community with their employees when there's one going to divorce and one having issues or they have habits or whatever, having a breakdown at work. You can call me and I can work with you and your company. Now that's a little different than sitting in the therapy office where you come to see me. Upgrading now, now we have telehealth, but you can do FaceTime, Zooming, all that stuff. Even generations older than I am, meaning 70s, 80s, and 90s, they all figured out Zoom during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so to me, a, a podcast fit my personality because I know now my seniors could actually listen to it if I sent them the app or I sent them the link and tell them how to do it. Mm-hmm. So then I realized I've been trained by the best. Joyce Myers, Creflo Dollar, you know, Joel Osteen came out way later in life, but Billy Graham, I was watching these things back in the day. Our friends were Christian rock music band people and they were all over the world singing praise and worship all over. And I had followed these people for years and come to find out now they're our local friends. It's a very weird time in my life to say, I know them because I had to share with them. I'm just as vulnerable. So I had to use my speech in order to match my doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not only talking about mental and emotional health. I also had to start sharing where my mental and emotional health started and where it is today. And so that's where Jesus goes, Hey, Tell them that story about what happened to you at the car accident. And you're like, I don't want to tell anybody about my car accident. Or the, or Jesus will say in my heart, he'll say, hey, tell them your favorite Bible verse. He's like, okay, what, why, why do they need to hear that? The nudges, the nudges when they come sometimes are like, oh God, what's that? Like, where did that come from? Or the other ones, my favorite is at the grocery store and... I made it my my motto. I, I I did change my name to Don McJoy. Okay. But I didn't want to constantly say I'm joyful and I'm not. So I'm very reality-based and saying my friend Scott Ward named me that. And as I started to get this podcast kind of together, you can have it all planned out, but you never know where it's going to land. I was just going to do it. And I bought all the Amazon parts, you know, to do it from my house. And I relocated myself and realize the sound at my new office is not equipped properly, I think, right for a podcast to just leave my stuff out there and just sit down and do it. So it's not ready. And this radio show came out and they're like, Don, it's only a certain amount. Basically, it's another side hustle job. It's another job. But when have we not worked two or three different styles of jobs? All of us have done something to hustle for that $6 gas, you know? (laughs) So I figure my favorite part would be I could go and do this just for me and eliminate other businesses. And then if I really wanted to talk about something like hardcore mental illness, I could, you know, and no one's stopping me right now. And also, I, and I do want to say, you didn't legally change your name to Don McJoy. No, no, just, but I could. I you could. could, but it's just for the podcast. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I've watched some of the episodes and they're good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I decided to hide behind the people for a long time. And I'm on my 15th episode as of right now. And hopefully, you know, in three years time, I'll be like you and have a million of mm-hmm. them. 
but there's no longer a grief and loss in me. I'm no longer bargaining with my time. I'm actually setting boundaries and saying Tuesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays are for these days. Wednesdays and Thursdays are for these days and Thursdays and Fridays are for clients or different time schedules. That still leaves me two days of Saturdays and Sundays to do what I am never had time for doing, which was to go back and undo what the week did to me and sit back and realize, I know that I know that I'm not crazy because I have the armor of God in my head, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, my sort of truth. I've been telling the truth for a while, but what have I not been telling the truth to myself about, which is you came from a lot. You've also been through way too much more than a human could imagine with abusive relationships as well as understanding narcissistic personality, watching the media. And then you also have time to learn and then implement when you're ready, not when you have to. So the mentality of do, 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 do became instead of you have to get this done, have to get this done, it's I am getting a time to do these things. What an honor. It's a very different lifestyle. I work in pajama pants. So I'm, I'm in pajama pants today, but I'm also in a lovely top on top. That's very normal. COVID, pre-COVID, post-COVID. But the nudge to me hit harder when I talked to the radio station people in October. I got COVID in January, well, December, January. And my mother got COVID. And my father got COVID after I moved in here. And, and they, I had to take care of them. They got bad. Uh, they were all they of you guys. Had, you got hit hard. Yeah. And we had gone two years without getting anything. And then in one week's time, we put, all three of us just went down. And my mother went in the hospital. She's in there for eight days. And I do believe she was dying. And a lot of us thought she was dying. And by the eighth day, I was not able to see her and it really destroyed me emotionally. I needed to know where my family member was. And I had, I was still positive and I, I went into the hospital and they gowned me up. And so it was okay. And she was so positive. So we both still had, we still, we both were on the antibodies and uh, we both just decided my mom and dad and I, we all decided that we needed to, when it's time, we need to have that discussion. So I was making myself go into the hospital so I could see my mother to see where her actual, her scale was cohesiveness as well as her eye contact and things emotionally she shut down and spiritually she was not well and physically she was just weathered away depression had hit her so bad that it broke my heart again I haven't had that kind of heartbreak since probably early 20s because of what I put myself through but this is something I couldn't help Mm. and I lost it on the doctors and the nurses and said she has to come home with me right now and so on that eighth day, which is two days before Christmas, I made sure in the rain that she got home and it was a battle of me being a caregiver. And I knew I could do it because I've done it with strangers as well as eating disorder clients and drug addicts. I knew I could do it. I just didn't want to have to at this age. I was exhausted and still sick too. And the truth be told is that I knew we were doing enough. I just didn't know if it was going to be enough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how much attention, how many fun conversations can you have with your mom about a Christmas tree? You know, when she, all she wants is popsicles and acting very strange or different than what I know my mother to be fully functioning 10 days earlier mm-hmm. as a, as a woman on the go driving her car, you know, she's not that old. So my dad and I had these conversations and the word that kept coming out of his mouth is I am just undone. 
And he had no idea I'd already started this podcast thinking. Oh my goodness. His words were, I am broken. I do not know what to do. And so me being a sister savior, you know, I got this, I got this. Like we're, you know, all of a sudden I'm a type B personality and I move right into the overachiever because it's survivor. Overachievers in my world for my length of of time, that was my survivorship. And so I was using the tools that I had to do it right then and there, as opposed to waiting for the appropriate time. There was no other more perfect time than such a time as this, which is to clean and do the laundry and become mother and become wife and daughter all in one sitting. And I thought, oh, that is the Trinity. That's the Trinity. That's the three in one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, dear God, here I am. Now I'm relearning how to cook again. I'm relearning how to make sure there's a man in the house. I haven't had a man in the house years. <laughs> and so it's kind of this very interesting perusing of my heart healing little by little. Body weight wise, I got down to 103 pounds and I was scary skeleton walking around and still maintaining my nonprofit. And the nonprofit was still thriving, but not financially. That's not what it was about. It was about the need. COVID allowed people to start standing up for their mental and emotional health mm-hmm. and to say, I'm undone. I, the old way isn't working anymore. You can't explain the brain fog. You can't explain the fatigue. You can't explain when it hits you because yesterday you were good. Today you have, you're in bed for 18 hours. All right. You can't explain the symptomology. So you can explain though, how you feel, where your head's at. And if you don't know, I don't know is a perfect answer for me. Yeah. Because it's just a, okay, well, let me know when you do or I'm here. That's an easy help for other people. And so when people started doing those same behaviors towards me, bringing me a meal, when I had no idea I needed to eat, I forgot during COVID. So people would just show up randomly with a meal at my house. Yeah. You know, or different examples where people would bring little gift baskets and things full of emergency packs and, you know, tea and honey and my neighbor made stew. Like these things are God in action. When I was wanting to tell God, I'm ready. You know what? Revelation, it's coming true. I'm cool with that. I don't know about my parents, but they're seniors. I think they're ready too. Mm-hmm. But they have things they want to solve still. Okay. And they still want to work. But I think we're all kind of, we understand. But we don't want to pass on in this world this way, not quite just yet. And so stages of grief and loss hit again, not just the bargaining, but now the depression, right. you know? And so the nudge was to get out of that depression as quickly as possible. So, yeah. And you know what you've had? So like you said, the nudges are coming one after another, after another from when you were little with yeah. all the songs and the joy. And then when you were in your 20s and doing all that, and then like now and all the stuff that you're doing and the radio show is going well. I mean, that, yeah. that's been going well. So when you, when you look back on pretty much your whole life about all the nudges that have been going on in your life constantly, where you just feel urged to either do something or not do something and where he's guided and directed you, how has that impacted your life overall? Like how, oh, how do you view those nudges? It's given me a sense of certainty and authenticity and delivery of it. So I might see something that you may not, or you see something that I may not. So if we're having a conversation, let's say all of a sudden <laughs> we're talking and then 
God reminds me or I'll get a, like a reminder on my cell phone, you know, because I don't like to forget stuff because I'm a forgetful soul because I get so excited with people. I even forget their names sometimes and I'm working very hard to do that. So I put something in my phone in my calendar to remind me. So a friend of ours, she does grateful moments, excuse me, every 2.16 in the afternoon where she's grateful. She puts it as an alarm in her phone. I do the same thing with reminders, remind so-and-so to text so-and-so or remind yourself to check in with poor Freeman, you know, or I'll put these reminders. And so God told me how to do that in the morning. Be like, okay, be boss babe for a second, you know, but then take a break and then mm-hmm. go ride your stationary bike and then take a five to 10 minute break and like check in with your phone or grab your cup of coffee and take the five minutes in between each task so your body can take a chance to reset. And so I was doing that at Red Shoe anyways. I was switching hats. I had five clients or three clients and then I would go and do a, a meet and greet or go have lunch with one of you girls or something. And I couldn't keep up. But then when I got home, I'm like, whoa, that was a good day. Yeah. And like, Jesus, Jesus is our perfect example for pulling away and resting, you know? Right. Every day I try to tell myself, it's okay, take a nap. Do I get to the nap? No. But am I giving myself permission to rest each day? Yes. My beforehand, my schedule used to be 24-7. You can call me at any time, anywhere, which that I wouldn't recommend. Although it was a good learning piece for me to be accessible like my healthcare providers are when they're on call for duty, like my fire and and law enforcement. They're constantly disheveled and constantly interrupted in their daily routine because they have to go and serve. Now, is that a habit, habit that I want for the rest of my life? No, but would I be willing to do it for a certain amount of time? Yes, there's the boundaries. When you were a codependent, your boundaries get crossed because you honestly want to be loved. The end. Yeah. And now, yeah, now, you, and now, now. You're, now you're resting in the certainty of knowing that I'm loved despite what I do or do not do, that I have designed my life where I want to be like Mary Magdalene or I want to be a woman that I'm not focusing so much on the weird little details because those are getting done. As I set my little calendar and boundaries each day, those are getting done. That's the operations and financing of my business or my lifestyle, my personal life. But what am I doing to market and sales myself or sell myself to other people that is a sense of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control? You see, self-control is also considered in Hebrew, long-suffering or burden-bearer. I do take on to that one fruit, but there's eight other fruits too that I want to, I want to enjoy in the abundance, which is peace. And the sandals of peace come less when you understand the full armor of God, which that shield of faith calms you to a place that my heart was bruised, but boy, is it getting better because the bruise takes longer to heal. Mm-hmm. And so those nudges of COVID, COVID was not my first illness that I've ever endured pain and weirdness. Cancer was not my first illness, but it sure hit me just as hard. Divorce, I think, was my first real illness. Mm-hmm. That it shattered my mindset of thinking I was born and raised to be a certain something, did everything the right way, and I'm doing everything the wrong way, and I'm still right here. Mm-hmm. What's any different? My mindset. And so when I realized that Undone was my place on radio, that it's just a mic, 
And then you get to talk to the person on the other side of the mic that's in the car. I'm talking to myself. Mm. And so I don't talk to an imaginary friend. I'm talking to a friend that's on the other end where it's, you're going to see me. I do talk with my hands and it seems to kind of gel the whole conversation together. Yet it also is loving, knowing, speaking, and doing in a balance of that. And so when I have a balance and I talk to people about it, it's from that 10 things list that we did back in the day. It's from those 20 conversations that I don't have to worry about all the other side gigs and side jobs that I do. I'm at those 20 conversations that I can have, those 20, that list. And I don't have to detour from that because God designed it that afternoon that I sat down on that brown table with my little steno pad and my yellow steno pad because I made sure I wouldn't lose it because it was yellow. And I just wrote in there. And then I wrote underneath each one of those qualities, I wrote down certain friends that I knew in my life that would help me with those 10 qualities on each list. You were on there and several others, but the people that you've interviewed, those people have been really good friends of mine through the years. And I pray for them too, because they've been praying for me. I do it because I enjoy it. But the encourager, the name that I was given is Don, which means new beginning. It's a new way of doing something but also the beginning of a new day. So it's a different way to see my El Shaddai, which is now I am more than enough. God is more than enough through me. I don't have to keep striving for better or best or more efficient. It is already done. So I can undo all the yuck stuff that I did to myself and throw it out there on the radio for a minute and be like, can we just talk about what's going on with Johnny Depp? Or can we just talk about what it means to be, you know, a mental health professional? It's hard, you know, and just being honest about because there's a lot of mental health professionals, doctors, nurses and things right now. They're exhausted and they're not doing self-care. And I'm guilty of that. It creates disease. Anger is the number one reason why we develop different styles of diseases. And we can't explain it other than to develop a nutritional pattern that helps us release the anger. And so I, I talk a lot about body movement and I started doing my TikToks, being honest about how awkward I am. And <laughs> yeah. I, I try to put it out there that no more fluff, no more just talking about mental health is essential. Let's show you how it is. Yeah. And and I, and I, of it. And I love how that, you know, you're the true hands and feet of Christ because you are, you're putting yourself out there vulnerably and you're sharing topics that, you know, besides the fun ones, like, you know, the current events, you're also digging deeper. And I think that's good because they can see that they can talk up higher and then they, you dig deeper and then you're letting people know in a way it's okay to feel undone. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I love, there's so many nuances in that title too, because it's becoming undone, but it's taking away all that, like you said, it's no more fluff. It's, it's all the deep dive, you know? Yeah. There's no more secrets in my house is the I had to move back in with my family after COVID to take care of my family. And with respect, I absolutely adore it. And it's something that I get the chance to heal some things in my relationships with my parents that I didn't get to do because I was off in the world, okay, doing the trade of things. And my my dad would ask, he said, why did you live down there so long? Why did you let people do that? And I said, it's not the why, it's the what. Mm. People intrigue me 
People fascinate me. I study behavior and it's not a bad thing. It's exciting for me. It springboards me to my next level. It's my love language to observe and spend quality time with people. And to be disappointed by other people, that's my access service little trigger when people are not following through with their word. I became so overly sensitive. And so psychologically, I would have been diagnosed as a highly sensitive person. <laughs> I was like, no, duh, obviously. <laughs> I <laughs> love some of the diagnoses. On, I mean, <laughs> with all due respect to the people that put together that manual. Sometimes the diagnosis codes is like they used to just call it shy, shy, not timid, not shy or timid. Now it's called whatever reactive disorder or whatever. Well, women and men, we pick up these funny little habits too. For example, a pin. Like I have a pin right here. We'll chew on the cap of the pin. You know, that's a term called pika. Okay. Yeah. And or pulling your hair, trichotillomania. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say the word mania to anyone, these days, but that's the actual term of pulling your hair out. And I think I think I do that now. I grew my hair out for a little bit of a reason. Learning how to wait on the process of after COVID symptoms, your hair is falling out. That's another symptom. But it's also, yes, the patience level, goodness, faith towards yourself. Ordering good hair products while it's going back or wait two to three days or four days to wash your hair as a woman was very weird for me. Mm. And then I realized, well, my other friends started doing it and they're not complaining. But then I'm watching their little tricks on how they help their hair grow or what they do with little extensions. And then I started realizing, I think I'm relearning myself again. And I didn't pick those things up in college. I was too busy being a nerd, you know, and in the books. Well, yeah, and I self-care. And I think that, you know, that is speaking to everything you've been talking about is adapting, adaptability, yeah. learning who you are, learning who yeah. you are in the Lord. And even the small little things like growing your hair out after being sick or, yeah. you know, moving in with your parent. I mean, God has laid this whole foundation for everything that is yet to come. We're, right. It's only temporary. That's yeah. the one thing. There's the nudge. That's what God said to me. But then from January to, I would say, well, it's May now. So from January to February, I turned 44 and then looking for more, you know, you try to find slogans for yourself to like build yourself up. And then you realize, okay, I've overcome cancer. I still do the same routines. My blood work says, okay. My endocrinologist says I'm okay. They don't want to see me for another year. I'm going into early menopause. Oh no, now I have night sweats and dealing with all the symptoms. And you're like, you think you're going crazy. Then all of a sudden God goes, okay, this too is temporary. I already delivered you a firm foundation that Jesus Christ came for you. There's plenty of stuff on TV. You can watch Netflix has these beautiful things you can watch. You know, you can watch the passion of the Christ so many times to understand what he did for you. Or you can actually enjoy the fact that Jesus did all of that. So I don't have to worry if my hair is going to grow back right now. It will. It's just temporary. Am I doing proper nutrition? Am I keeping up with my rest patterns? That's a lot of to do, to do, to do. Yet, am I looking at the mercy, the kindness towards myself or the grace period? The grace period is where the undone moments are, where it takes a while to rebuild. And my mentors, they were like, how long is it going to be before you can get back out there? And not a bad, it was not a bad question. These are my investors, you know, they're like, how long do you think it'll take for you to, you know, 
come out in the real world. It was like two weeks because I study behavior. Two weeks. I got this. Two weeks. It did take me two weeks from after being diagnosed 60 days out and being secluded for more than 90 days, really, in isolation here. And it took me two weeks to kind of get my bearings, to go to the grocery store and to not look at groceries as a big problem. I don't enjoy grocery shopping, but boy, did I understand that there was a need for me to do it at the time. To relieve the tension in my home, I had to become a form of grace, I find favor in the day today chores, cleaning the toilets and making sure that the husband was fed, you know, in the household. Or maybe I had to take care of the fact that God wanted to talk to me. So go outside. I would go outside every 10 minutes just to get a breath of fresh air with my bathrobe on and my little beanie and it's freezing and it's snowing outside. I still went out there for five minutes because God met me there every single time I went out there because I said, I'm coming, I'm coming. And he would talk to me through a bird or the clouds would part a little bit or it would start to rain. And my family and the people around me, they don't know that that's how I ran Red Shoe. I would answer a call, go out to the parking lot, do a couple laps and then come back in, pray about it and then start another call or another client. That's what it takes is to charge down for five to 10 minutes and say, I need space. But we don't get angry with our family or our friends or our people that stop by our offices. We just say, at this time, I am in need of some space. Give me like 20 minutes. You see, when we use the word in need very differently than what a codependence would say is, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Mm-hmm. Codependents are like, I hope it works out. I hope it works out. And interdependence says, I know it is working out. Mm, a codependent would say, I am in need or I can't take this anymore. And an interdependent would say, I can and I'm willing to do certain things. Interdependency on our, our beliefs as well. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, this has been a joy. <laughs> Don't make joy. <laughs> Don't make the That's why I love it. Don't make joy. You know, joy is always fun, but it has been a joy. I don't think, you know, using that term, it's so funny hearing that now because now I'm never going to be able to say the word joy without thinking about Don McJoy. <laughs> That's cool because God designed it that way. I think yeah. he also understood that I have a, a reputation management lifestyle, meaning I'm constantly moving in a direction of what is it that I really wanted to be when I grew up. And, you know, when I was 12, I wanted to be an encourager. Well, I've got a lot of personal, personal problems, meaning I've got a lot of issues in how other nonprofits are run or how other companies are running right now or where our government, I have a lot of opinions. Okay. Well, my number one reason is my one defense is my right living at this time. I believe in 100% all in on both levels on mental and emotional and spiritual. And when you can spiritually tell your friends and family, I am done today. I'm just going to watch church online. Or I chose not to go to church today and realize I want to garden or stand in the ground or go to the beach or take a bath and shave my legs for once in COVID world. I forgot to brush my teeth for 30 days. And I'm sure plenty of people can relate to these things as self-care tips relearning what it's like to put lotion on your skin and do self-soothing behaviors. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about that. What I cared about was that I didn't want to look like a walking skeleton because I knew 
There's no growth development in that. I am more than enough and better. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in my world right now. So protection is one. Trauma, then through trauma, abuse, rape, lots of things. And when it comes down to it is, is that my sin is no different than yours. And things that happen to you in my story are no worse or better than mine. But we are using these things to illuminate others, to relate and to love each other through the process. And that's the biggest nudge of all is when anything is spoken, not in love, it sounds like a clashing of symbols, you know. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't fit right. The schedules don't fit right. Something's off. Something, somebody gets in trouble or something, something hurts the other side of the, the coin. But when it's spoken in love, it's what? It's patient. It's kind. It's gentle. It's not self-seeking. It doesn't keep records of the wrongs of us being late or whatever. It's not selfish or rude. And so walking in love to me is me not ignoring the nudge every single day. I'm not that person that wakes up and says, I want to do this. Yes, yes, let's go. I'm not that person. Yeah, I wake up with depression and anxiety every morning. And then it takes me about an hour to come out of that funk. And I'm honest about it though. And honesty and the nudge go hand in hand. Well, yeah, and the, and the grace, like you've been saying over and over, it's the grace and mercy. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's both and. So. Mm-hmm. And to be true to my my high five expectations, which is every day I'm looking in. I think people, your listeners would, would do really well as well. I got this as advice from an, another mentor of mine. He's a nice guy. And my other friend, she helped me in my business think this way as well as I'm looking at my operations of my life. Okay. And some of that stuff, you know, my car running good, my bills paid. Are they, are they not? My kids, you know, my friends and family, their kids my operations and my finances. I'm looking at those two things and do they match? Well, if they don't, that causes a lot of anxiety for us. You know, when there's not enough for groceries, there's not enough for our healthcare or we have to pay for Eloquis for COVID stuff. The high dollar meds that we're paying for to stay well now and all of our supplements. But the thing we get lost in is I wanted to sell and market myself in a way that I'm approachable just the way I am, even in my pajamas and greasy hair, you know, three days in. And I wanted someone to be able to say, you know, Dawn's a legit person. She's the person that when you call, she's going to say something. If she doesn't know, she'll get you an answer within 24 to 72 hours, you know. And then the growth development for me really came when I sat back and rested, or the word is abide. The word abide means to rest or to be in the know. That it is being handled, not just from my doing, but from the, the world that I cannot see. Right. And so it was very, very real. And I'm glad that you chose to want to interview me today because without COVID, I wouldn't have been such, I mean, I've been a campaigner and all about this, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. I've been very golden rule kind of person, but today I'm more like, when's the last time you loved you? Because once you start loving you, you don't know how to share that with other people, but you definitely know how to share that with your God and with mm-hmm. your Jesus Christ. And you can invite him to your table every morning when you have your breakfast. Say, Jesus, sit right next to me on my right hand and God, you're right here on my left and have that conversation. It's okay to have that, even though no one's listening to you. It's just you, him and, and Jesus. Like it's a real relationship. It becomes a real habit after 90 days. And you start to really realize all of these things shall be added onto me. 
did that happen? All of my 10 things lists are coming true. All of them, all of them. That's why today was the day you wanted to interview me because all of them have come true and share my list with people. But a lot of people share their list with me so I can hold them accountable in our coaching. But my real name and what I do in my business, I didn't finish. I'm not a life coach anymore. I chose to call myself a personal growth development coach. And I believe that's a better way of communicating what I am, what I represent and who I want to be when I grow up. You know, I want to be a personal growth person and I want to be a developer in business and also in mental health changes that are coming in the next 10 to 15 years. You know, I want to see what's different and I want to personally grow with you alongside you. And so God is a good God and he allowed me to just put it easily up there on all my medias and LinkedIn. It all just started to match. Yeah. And other. It does. When you're first starting business, you want your LinkedIn to match your Facebook, to match your Insta, to match your pages, to match all your language, your apps. All that stuff doesn't have to match until you actually solidly find your real mission and vision. And my mission was to provide a place between light and darkness where hope and desperation meet. That was my mission. Okay. The vision, though, was to put it into I'm flourishing, I'm known, and I'm growing. And how do you do that? Time. It's such a time as this that you are not alone in the process. You are a person of light and made a choice that I can and I'm willing to tell people what I am in need of right now. Not future, future, future. Let's talk about tonight and today. Mm -hmm. So I became my own client and decided that it works better to just be real with my clients too. Yeah. People are looking, struggling. people are looking for authenticity and vulnerability yeah. and people are tired of the fake and the facades. They yeah, really I, are. Even I am, even I am getting sick and tired of dressing up every single day and keeping up with the Joneses. And so my favorite color is yellow. And yet my signature color for my red shoe lifestyle is red. Everybody, you're not wearing red shoes today. No, I'm a flip flops and jeans girl. Okay. Reality is, I am a, I'm stuck in the 90s, 80s, 90s, now maybe going back to the 70s movement where I enjoy music first. Everything else falls into place after I play my music. Or mm -hmm. I enjoy listening to a sermon on a Tuesday morning as opposed to going on Sundays. My patterns are different than everyone yeah. else's, you know. And that's okay. It is. And it's a faithful return. God faithfully returns by giving me that whisper, like, maybe you should call on your friend there. They posted something on Facebook that kind of worried you. Maybe you should just say, hey, how's it going? If you're willing to take the time to listen to their conversation, though, to be yeah, 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 exactly. And not overbook yourself to things, you know. So yeah. it is a delight to do this interview with you because I was able to solidly say without a doubt every single day since the day I was born there's been a million nudges <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's what always when I go when I ask people would you want to be on usually their first question isn't anything about public speaking which we all know is people's number one greatest fear is public speaking but their biggest question is how do I pick which nudge I want to share yeah. And like some of them are like this where it's more multiple and sometimes it's like one big nudge they want to share. 
But yeah, it's just, it's just been great talking to you and I appreciate you and can't wait to see. And you know what, if you're listening, thank you so much for being here. Check out the Red Shoe Project Inc. in Redlands. And also yeah, there when- you go. Can I tell them my website? It's rspi.org. Sure. And I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. So it's rsp. rspi.org. And you can book an appointment with me, but mainly right now, it's just a place for what we were about for a while. And we've, we've upgraded as well. We had cornhole tournaments and fun, fundraisers and stuff, but Redlands is, is my hometown. And so that, that era of showing that I'm a hometown girl was very important at the time in 2020. And now it's more of, I'm very edgy. And so my, my website doesn't show what's actually happening behind the scenes. I wouldn't follow us on Instagram as well at Reggie Project Inc. And when we come undone on Instagram as well and Facebook, because if anything, drop me a message or leave me an idea. Or if you're struggling yeah. and things like that, you can always make sure that it's legitimately a place between a therapist and a church is what I designed it to be. And what it ends up being is just that nice, comfortable conversation before you make those big decisions, you know, before selling your house or before you, you know, your kids going off to college and you're having, you know, you know, separation anxiety already before the child's even left or, you know, recently I've had some clients, they've been brutally attacked. And so mm-hmm. physically and emotionally to talk to people in the middle of those, those healing processes mm-hmm. and several people passed away in this last week. So the grief and loss is so real that we don't want to talk about it, but we know we need to talk about it. Okay. So to put my, my face or my name somewhere on your fridge or do the 10 things list and then write Dominic Joy, at least it's a reminder that every single time you go to the fridge, you're praying for yourself. Mm. doing something just for you, just saying, Hey, you know, God help me with these trials right now, because that 10 things list I'm going to get to, you know, someday I'm going to do it. (laughs) But but yeah. So thank you for the time. I appreciate you, my friend. I love you very much. Oh, back at you. It's it's a joy to see you and to spend time with you and to have this much time. I always feel like it's a gift that I get to have from, you know, to spend time with people. Sometimes I know them really well. Sometimes when we're talking, it's the very first time I've met them. So it's always fun for me to be the first one to hear this. So I just want to thank everybody for being here today. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends, share the episodes. I don't usually ask, but if you can go on and either share the Facebook group or subscribe or they call it follow. They changed it from subscribe, I think, from Apple. But you can follow the podcast and then you can share whichever episodes you want with other people. So if you know somebody that is feeling unseen or undone or needs to get more stuff undone, then you can share this episode with them. So you just click the three dots and share the episode, just the individual episodes. You can do that too. So thank you so much for being here. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Mm